It's unt- it's probably going to be called the original doll. So. Hey, it's Lipe, aka Lipe Servat. Hi, my name is Claire, aka If You Seek CK, and, and this, this is, is the original, original doll, doll, the, the podcast. podcast. Hi, guys. <laughs> What's going on, you goofball? Hello, world. Hello, world. Since we're live, I like to say hello, world. Hello, world. Yes. Well. Well, 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 we're back. We're back, back to back. I'm so happy we're actually back to back every single week. We're winning. We're living our best lives. Yeah, not really, but yeah. <laughs> you know when they tell you... the only way we can fake it. <laughs> you know when they tell you the social media is a lie? It's basically, that's what it is. Hi, Claire. How's it going? Hi. Hi, 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 hi. Yes. Happy new week. Happy new original doll, the podcast. Yes. A lot of things is happening. I'm so happy to be here and alive with you and our special guest. Actually, we have a special guest tonight. We have a guest, you guys. Two weeks dry. We've got a guest. It's going to be hot, hot, hot. Yes. But in the meantime, please stay connected with us on our socials. Tag us when listening. Leave us a review. Give us the love. Show us the stuff. Send Felipe nudes. Yes. 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 Every week, I don't get any progress on this. <laughs> if you actually leave a review on Apple Podcasts and give it like a five stars like, I will send you a nude. How about that? My God. All right. Do you want to tell them where to find us, what our addresses are? Yes. We'll go ahead and send you something well, please, to figure out who well, you are. <laughs> so if you guys advise, you know, Claire has the, the Instagram as well. So do not send the nudes there. Send in my personal. My personal is Lipe Servat, L-I-P-E, Servat, S-E-R-V-A-T. And original dot the podcast, it's on, you know, our Instagram handle. How about yours, Claire? Oh, you know mine. It's long and long and long, like the things that you like. Um, if you C-K-I-F-U-S-E-K-C-K. If you guys haven't noticed, like, her Instagram is more sexual than mine, by the way. Well, you know. Yours is just your name, but mine is mine is Britified. Mine is mine belongs in the Britney verse. I think I'm gonna like change to if you seek Lipe. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't like that idea. Maybe I will start an OnlyFans with that. I don't know. Oh my god, I love it. Oh my god. Anyways. Anyway. So we actually before we start talking about what's gonna we're gonna talk about this podcast, I'm so happy to have our special guest. Because I tried to have him before, not creating drama, but uh, yeah, it didn't happen. But I'm actually very happy that he's here today. Mm-hmm. Hello, um, I want to introduce our amazing guest for tonight. This is our friend Matthew, who has been my like Tampa BFF, yes. free Britney supporter. He's done all the stuff like when I was in LA. This is Matthew who like ran everything in Tampa. He has been always like my eyes and ears for things. He is like my cohort for um, all the ideas and the execution and things when um, things are getting good around here. So Matthew, hello. hello. I'm so excited and honored to finally be on here. Yeah, it took a while. Um, it's so been a minute. <laughs> I know. It's all, we've we've had a lot of minutes spent. You know, yes. if you've listened to us historic. Right. There's been lots of minutes. Okay, so um, how do you, where do you live? What's your Instagram handle? Give Top or bottom? I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, that's for Original Doll, the podcast after dark. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. <laughs> but yes, I'm Matthew. I'm 25. I live in the Tampa-ish area. Uh, my Instagram is at Matt, M-A-T-T-M 13 underscore. And Let's talk about, like, so I just mentioned that you helped out with um, Free Britney Tampa. Like, you were my sidekick for that when it wasn't, you know, Timothy, when we weren't here and we were in other places. And you, like, because we met you at a rally. We right. met you at the Tampa rally. And then you became super involved. So get, tell us a little bit about how you became to love Britney and um, all the super fun things that you've done. Because you have been a total activist during all of this. Mm-hmm. So give us a little Thank bit you. of your story. So young, at the ripe old age of two years old, growing up listening to Britney, thanks to my mama. We love her. Yes, she definitely got me listening to Britney. So much so that Britney was my very first concert that I ever went to at five years old. Which one? 
dream within a dream. Oh my God, I'm so, so jealous. jealous. I mean, so it's jealous. like when that starts your concert life, you know, you just, you're going to go to it's great really places. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just, you know, grew up in school, like as one of the only Britney fans that was like out and proud listening to Britney, telling all my friends, like, have you heard the new Britney song? And they're like, not yet. And I'm like, well, you should. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And tell us about your activism a little bit because you have um, really kind of been a stronghold for like Matthew made, made a ton of graphics and stuff and just became really passionate. And I know that you involved things with the conservatorship and and kind of creating a knowledge base for other people like at school. Yes. <laughs> and, and yes. In college, you've been you've been telling all your people about what's going on. So give us a little bit background on that because it's super interesting, very cool, and extremely urban. Right. <laughs> so I started like in 2019 with everyone else, but more so like on my own before I found you guys. I was like reading things and doing research and investigating and mm-hmm. screaming free Britney to whoever would hear me around. And then in last year, when I heard about the April rally for Tampa, my mom and I were like, okay, we definitely need to go to this. Oh my god, you took your mom with you? Yes. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> of course. It's like a full circle moment. She takes me to my first concert. I take her to her first Britney rally. I love that. <laughs> and then after that, I was like, oh my god, me. There's a huge group of people that are just like me. Mm-hmm. And just to like find... you found your people. Right. It took a long time, but I finally found you guys. And just to like have that fuel of the support. And after that April rally, I was like head first, deep dived into more research, more knowledge, more graphic making, like Claire said. And then, of course, there was the July rally, and then where that was huge in Tampa. And, you know... Was it the one that we met or no? Yeah, that's where we met. Yes. I know. There were so many people there. It was, like, crazy. I know. know. You guys, we throw the best rallies. (laughs) Yes. I know. I feel like people don't, like, pay attention enough to Tampa, like, Tampa's not the biggest city in the country, yet it was probably mm-hmm. one of the biggest cities for Free Britney, for sure. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. I mean, so, you guys inspired me to do the Miami Beach one, the only one. That, I mean, we had two here. But Miami Beach, right after you guys, I got I felt so inspired after, you know, the rally there. It was so, like, emotional. I love that. And then so since then, like, in my college classes, I've definitely written a few speeches about the free Britney movement and conservatorship abuse in general. So that it's been really cool to like inform people outside of the Britney fandom. Cause of course everyone that's a Britney fan, they know about the conservatorship, whether they're involved in free Britney or not, but mm-hmm. to really like inform people outside of the fandom has been cool. And then even hearing back since then, like one of my best friends was like, Oh, I was telling my friend about a conservatorship case and I knew all this information because of you and what you told me. And so that just feels awesome because it's like our work is working, you know. Wait, what was your ma- your major? Uh, was education? Um, no, I'm majoring in communications. Oh, cool! I graduate in December, actually, from Florida International University, which is in Miami. But that's so cool that actually, you know, you were able to use the you know your school to, you know, is actually a platform to talk about the Free Britney movement. That's amazing. You know, some some people people, like, you know, I don't know if you guys, all of you guys follow Matthew or not, but even like, I think it was last week, he um, had this, you teach high schoolers, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he was, I don't know exactly if you want to talk about it, but you used, I think a lucky video. I think I saw on the stars. That was so cute. Yeah. Why were you actually teaching them? So I'm an assistant in a high school class and this job is awesome because it's students that have lower intellectual disabilities and learning. So cool. I'm able to like teach them in creative ways. So last week I was by myself, the main teacher wasn't there. And so I used the lyrics to Lucky as a way to teach them how to summarize. Mm-hmm. So there was this whole little activity like breaking down like line by line what's happening and what's happening after that. And it was so cool to see like these kids like digesting everything. I was like, who's the main character? And they're like, Lucky. And I'm like, that's right. 
And then I showed them the music video after, and like it was awesome. We got to teach you the know, next generation about Britney. <laughs> oh my god, I would, I would die if one of my, you know, teachers back then would show me something about Britney. That's, that's so cool. Yeah. Oh my god. You were one of the few people that, when uh, the Free Britney actually happened in November, you were you threw a rally, right? Like kind of like with the live uh, updates, right? I mean, I remember I was in LA with Claire and everything. I was and I was, you know, checking the the stories of the Free Britney Tampa. That is so cool that you took the initiative to do that for the people that couldn't really go. Yeah. How did you feel when you heard that Britney Spears was actually free? Oh my gosh, that moment was I'll never forget it. It was so like so fast, especially for us, like not being outside the courthouse. We had literally just finished setting up at So Chill, our usual place, and. Right. We were like just finished, like people were slowly like getting there. And then I think it was it was Monica, I think, that was like, wait, Monica, she's I love free. you. Right. <laughs> and we were like, wait, what? Like we were running up and down, like screaming, like we couldn't believe it. I was like, this fast? I was like, wait, then now we're just gonna celebrate and party. And that was oh, so much fun. Place to do it. Seriously. And like seriously fun people. That's what I love about it the most is that Free Britney Tampa is really like a group thing. It took so many people. Like I took over for Claire at November Rally, but I really couldn't have done it with people like Monica and Blair and Danny. Like there's such a team effort that put Mm -hmm. into it and that is just awesome. Like we're so such good collaborations. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of effort uh, you have to put on to, you know, put this together. And some people, sometimes they don't realize that. Even us, right, Claire? Like, we were in, and you know, Claire with her neck. And we were running, like, before the actual rally happened in L.A., we were literally running, helping, bringing tables, chairs. People don't see that, but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of, it's a lot of hustle. It's a lot of communication. It's like hosting a party. But mm-hmm. it's about something that's really, really serious and that, mm-hmm. you know, you want people to take you seriously and get on board with. Anyways, I'm so happy you're here, Matthew. And Thank you for coming you, on. Of course. Yes. Thank you. And, you know, guys, this episode's going to be like the first episode two and one. We're going to talk about Someday, I Will Understand, single, and also Chaotic, because why not? Right, Claire? <laughs> yes. And when we say chaotic, we mean like like the, the series K-Fed and, and Brittany had, you know, yes. if you've seen these iconic episodes, you get to kind of see, like, the catalog of their very quick courtship. But yes. within it, if you have the DVD, and if you listen to, you know, the, the sounds during the entire, like, what, five episodes, you hear different tracks zone. that were supposed to be um, on the original doll, which... Mm-hmm whatever but then they ended up being re- there was one like chaotic in particular Mona Lisa they ended up being released with um, the chaotic stuff and, so, and over to you now too, too. okay <laughs> anyway but Felipe and I talked about this earlier that because he was like well what are we doing like so we're including all of this like what's going on and I just said and we're probably going to have to double back and do another episode with you guys because um, this is this is really like a turning point. Like this is the turning mm-hmm. point in Britney's life. This is when all of her control started to kind of slip through her fingers. This mm-hmm. is what leads us into the scrapping of Original Doll. This is what leads us into Blackout. This is what leads mm-hmm. us in, straight into 2007. So Every, everything. This this chaotic moment that we're going to talk about with the DVD, coupled with the someday I will understand, it starts her on that path that she speaks of and like for the record she's like it started me on this weird path um so there's a lot to unpack in this episode yeah, and i'm excited it's super interesting and um i have a lot of opinions and i'm going to try not to give them yeah i think i think all of the all, all the three of us watched some, some of the episodes or all the episodes for this episode so yes. I think we're all ready to talk. But before we talk about any of these two singles or chaotic, let's talk about the latest Britney Spears post on Instagram. Till I die or whatever. Did they I'm die. floored. So this post has like come up and gone away. It's the one that's like the close-up like cleavage shot of her boobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and she talks about like breastfeeding and like, you know, about her kids and the connection with babies and the whole thing. Her The last words are like, 
Owen about like her dad and it's like everything's a game this is a man's world she quotes bitch from um, Meredith what's her name from the song and she's like Owen fuck you too P.S. take me back lol it's more like fuck you until the day I die okay Mm -hmm. I would like a tattoo that says fuck you until the day I die after somebody like this so iconically puts Mm -hmm. it out there with about six exclamation points do we have thoughts on this (laughs) it's a lot to unpack there and well, first of all, before we get a tattoo of it, I at least need a t-shirt. Brought to you by Alex. Alex. Shop. Love, Love by Alex. Alex. <laughs> <laughs> so I read that post when it came out, and then I read it again today, and it's just like, it's definitely a roller coaster of a post. Like, I feel like she's definitely, obviously she's pointing it at her dad, but it seems like it's pointed at more people too. Like, fuck you till the day I die is like a harsh thing to say, and it's like, she definitely has to be directing it at others. Because this is that post that she said, he said, sit down in that chair. We're going to have a talk. He said, I'm Britney Spears and I call the shots from now on. Okay, I have a conspiracy theory about Britney Spears' Instagram post. I might be wrong. But I feel like all her latest posts, it's going to be kind of tied to her book. Like, literally every single word that she's put in the, in the Instagram post. I feel like she's kind of going to use that for her own memoir. I don't know. I have that theory. Because, like, out of the blue, she just posts all of these things and might be, like, a hint of what, what comes next. I don't know. That's what I... Yeah, it definitely feels like a tease of something. I do. I think she's ready for a complete tell-all, and I think uh, she's not going to really hold a lot back. And, again, like I think I said before, like, I hope to God that there's not, like, some crazy ghostwriter. Like, and also I'm concerned, like, I feel like parts of her... She, like historically like even like when she said like about like recording like give me more like her years were all weird like how do we fact check mm-hmm. things like i feel like as fans because we're super super psycho stalker people <laughs> literally a psycho i might have a better timeline of britney's external life than, <laughs> than my own um so i don't know i i just we'll have to wait and see well she's definitely confirming things that were reported months ago with the with Jamie saying, I am Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. Like, he actually said that to her. Can you imagine being a grown adult and someone sitting you down and going, no, you're not you anymore. I am you. No. Like, yeah, how do you live like that? Especially someone of, of her power, like, at yes. that time and that age. And remember, I mean, she's only, like, 23 at this point. So, yeah. and he's, you know, when these kinds of things are starting to unravel and happen, so... My right. God! By the time she's in her conservatorship, she's what twenty six? She's twenty. No, twenty seven. She's twenty. Huh? We forget that this was like only ten years into her career. Like she spent more time yeah, of her yes. career in the conservatorship than she did beforehand. Right. It proves her strength. Kind of where, yeah, like this is where I kind of wanted to segue because I really watching chaotic as much as I've seen it and whatever, and I really started to look at the timelines for everything. So we mm-hmm. know historically that right before she recorded. Chaotic with K Fed. Mm-hmm. If you go back and you watch like stages, she's already asking for extended breaks. I'm mm-hmm. tired. I want to go home. For a while she said it was, it was that, and then she you know goes to the Justin thing and she goes to the breakups and everything's so public. And again, like not to rehash stuff, but this is at a time that like the internet is finally becoming a really big thing, and she was the first media like pop media star like this. Um, so of course everything like was sensationalized because we had information at our fingertips, which we had never really had anything like that before. And we never had a Perez Hilton before. We, Mm -hmm. we didn't have those things. Um, so leading up to 2004, she was begging for breaks. Her career was Mm -hmm. exploding. She knew she wanted to take breaks and stop. She goes through, you know, public scrutiny, like you name it. She marries Jason Alexander and january of 2004 and to me like going back and looking at that it was because he was somebody familiar she knew him since she was a child he could be trusted she he wasn't in like i mean of course it's because anyone's going to want the opportunity to do anything with britney spears whether Mm -hmm. it's marry her date her stand by her be friends with her pay for her her the same air whatever (laughs) whatever of course it's britney and that's probably, you know, why she did that, because she thought, okay, this is a guy that, like, I've known and I can trust and I can, 
have some sort of a whatever and I can go home and be married to this person or have a relationship or have something solid. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it just spun out of control. I've gone down this rabbit hole that's just sick. Britney Spears is a rabbit hole, y'all. It's just captivating, like the amount of information. Like I could have my own podcast and talk about it by myself for hours. So, so what what are your thoughts that are coming out as I'm spewing you know, my monologue over here? It's going to get a soliloquy. Well, I, let me just start. Let me just start saying that I love Kardashians, and but they're not the first one that started this reality show thing. That was Britney. By the way, Chaotic was released in 2005. And Kardashians in 2007. So I feel like British Pictures brought this perspective of reality show that we haven't really seen much out there. And I feel like the first episode to me, it's kind of like an overall a great episode because it's pretty much about her, the backstage of her tour, dancers, all of that fun stuff. But then starting the episode two until the end and when KFED is introduced to, it's just like... It was really painful to rewatch. I mean, let me ask this question. When you guys saw this episode b back in the day and then actually now, did you guys have a different point of view of Chaotic? Oh, absolutely. Well, it came out in 2005, so I was nine years old. <laughs> so I was just like, ooh, Britney's on my TV every Tuesday night for a few weeks, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Watching it now, I'm like, oh my God, like this was the last or one of the last few moments that we see authentic Britney before mm -hmm. she's, you know, locked away for 13 years. So this was like one of her final moments. Do you feel different while you're watching it now? <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> kind of I mean, sad. back in the day, also when I watched it, I didn't really understand much of, you know, I mean, don't cancel me, but. Back in the day, KFAT, it was hot to me. But I didn't know how, you know, his personality play out with Britney. I really did. I really thought he was hot. I actually, oh my God, I'm going to get canceled. But I actually bought his CD, Play With Fire, and I used to <laughs> li literally listen every single day. <laughs> Friends, are you okay? No, I definitely agree but on his I didn't know how bad he was. At you a time. Do? You think he's cute? Claire, remember I, I told mean, you I'm... the other day or a couple of weeks ago about like the type that I'm like that guilty type that I go for, like not like that I would ever seriously be with. But yeah, that's him. And apparently there's a leaked photo of his cock and it's huge. So obviously Britney's Sagittarius like me, we're very sexual and we love that. Who doesn't? So right. anyways. Especially on the show though when he has that shaved hair. Yeah. Okay, so when all of this stuff is coming out, I'm 27 years old, right, during mm -hmm. all of this. And I'm mm -hmm. going, what is this girl doing? Because this is, the, this is the, the logic in me. Like, this is why, this is why Michael always tells me I am um, a dude, but without a penis. Like, <laughs> I always go straight to logic. And for me, I was like, girlfriend, what are you doing with this man who is who was engaged up to two seconds ago to another woman who already has an, another baby sure, with Jackson. someone else who had, a, who had a baby on the way during all of this. Cause this kid was born in like July. Mm -hmm. They they started hanging out in like June. June, May. He yeah. literally mm -hmm. up and left Char Jackson to go on tour. He lied to her to go on tour with Brittany and meet up with Britney, lied to this woman, let her have a baby while this dude is in Europe with Britney. Mm -hmm. I mean, how can you possibly think that this is a good idea? Why would you even get involved with somebody with that kind of character? Like, how do you think it's going to end up for you? And this is where I just think that she is just so desperate and so desperate and like love struck for yeah. affection and for affirmation and for her esteem to be filled and to feel, you know, wanted or whatever. But when you're watching all of chaotic, the, the back and forth, the immaturity of the two of them is just absolutely rampant. And as a 40 some year old person now, I'm like, what is going <laughs> on? Like, how is this even possible? But going back to just the straight facts about his actions and how he mm -hmm. treated previous relationships and his children, mm -hmm. how could you not like, could was there not a marching band holding red flags, waving mm -hmm. them around? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I, that's the part I struggle with. All, all 
rumors, tabloids, things that we've heard about aside, that's just straight up fact. Mm -hmm. Left Char Jackson was dishonest about it, flew to Europe, shacked up with Britney, and within three months of them meeting, they're engaged and getting married, you know, yeah. secretly. But where, but girlfriend, Brittany, where are you in thinking that any of these things align? Like, there are a million man, men on this planet easily that you could have just, you could have pointed at anybody and done a marry me thing with J, you know, J-Lo Maluma. Mm -hmm. And probably found a better fit for somebody that was not going to pull that kind of crap. Like, I don't know. I wish you all could see these these two these two are nodding at me no. each other. <laughs> no, like I, I don't know. I don't wanna I don't wanna blame on the sign just because I'm a Sagittarius also and my hearty bitch like Brittany was back in twenty you know, when she was twenty three, which I'm still in. But I don't know, like I done that in the past, like where I I'm so in love with someone like she was with Justin and then she has this horrible breakup. And then trying to kind of open herself to find some something that she had, and then sometimes you just go blind. You don't you don't really know what you're doing. So I kind of understand. Gemini, I say the same thing. But basically, it's, it's just, just like, like you know, obviously Britney was famous, so you know, and requiring this whole you know series was kind of you know immature. And no, at the time, I mean, I literally read this today. Each episode, Britney Spears or the team sold by one million dollars. So she made six million dollars all of this. Like she could be done if she knew that how big she was, whatever she could be even make, you know, tons and tons of more. I'm not saying that, you know, she's hungry for money, but you know, this it literally showed her a lot of things that we never seen in before. Like good and bad. We were not born with the maturity that we have now. Some people they don't even not that they don't even have that maturity but you know we had to go through things to evolve and i think she was going unfortunately in the public eye she was going through this you know and you know it is what it is it was a mistake that you know she did well i think at that time she already had all this public pressure you know no matter what she was doing it wasn't good enough it wasn't pleasing the parents of america and this and that and all that role model bullshit and then you had like her record label already controlling what she could and couldn't do, especially with like original doll. Mm -hmm. You had her parents that were just these strict Southern people that didn't understand anything she was doing. So I feel like she had like these blinders on and was like, if I'm not going to please anybody, I might as well just go out and have fun. Mm -hmm. And that's what she did with Kevin. So I feel like she wasn't thinking about all the logic and all the what ifs because she was just trying to find her way forward through all these barriers already. And also, I feel like, you know, Britney Spears, the same time that she had all these million people around her, like she was really lonely. And then she states that, like, she just wanted companionship. She wanted someone to share the world with. You know, like, obviously, Faye is there for her, which, you know, one of the funniest moments that it's so iconic about this is when, like, Felicia, Ara, Felicia wants some Ara. Like, I love. <laughs> Felicia and Kavada. She wants to Kavada. Why not just say that? Okay. For her, but Felicia and Miguel. Felicia, Felicia and, and Miguel. Miguel. Yeah, like. Uh... Guy on the um, on the tour, and he's really supposed to, supposed to be like really really cool and stuff. His name's Miguel. <laughs> what? Faith? Miguel. Miguel. We're gonna try to hook the shizmalls up, and she can get some specials going on over here. So. Felicia and Miguel. Felicia and Miguel. Felicia and Miguel. Felicia is like the sweetest thing in the world. Um, but that's what exactly what Matthew said. I think uh, that was one of the last times that we actually see Britney being Britney, like being funny, goofy, humble. Uh, you know, she keeps saying, oh, my God, this hotel is way too big for a small person like I am. Um, so I feel like she's really desperate to companionship because if you think about it, even though she become she became friends with all these dancers, they still like work. It's still work related, you know. They're not like her friends, or you know what I mean. So I think she was really desperate to have someone there. I I don't disagree with any of any of those statements, but I just I have a hard time getting past like even if I'm 23, I think I would have a hard time being like, you have two kids. Oh, you just oh. Mm -hmm. You're here. I would, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I'd probably be like, shouldn't he be at home for the birth of your son? I mean, maybe he was or whatever, but mm -hmm. no, he, he was, you know, whatever. And I think it's very strange, like, watching. It's like he doesn't have this other family. Mm -hmm. like, it's, like, it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Like, why are his kids not, why are his children not at this wedding? Until then, obviously, there was a speculation how K-Fed was and blah, blah, blah. 
But I remember when I actually saw the DVD for the first time, that's when I started to hate K-Fat. So that's what I'm saying. Even like, you can just see how opportunistic he is. How, of course, but I didn't know, you know, I didn't have the, the media. I didn't have, you know, the magazines that you guys had here to, you know, just yeah. read all mm -hmm. these gossips. But you can literally see, like, if, even if you're not a Britney fan, you don't know what, what the, the fuck, fuck, who the fuck is K-Fad. You can see through this chaotic, like, he was such an... Ugh, it just and they hate me so much that nobody told Britney, or maybe some people told Britney. You know what? Keep him away. But you know, she was just fell so hard for him. Big Mo, he's like I, right from Jump Street. He's like, I didn't like anything about this guy. I don't like the way he looked. I don't like the way he dressed. I don't like the way he walked. He's like, I didn't trust anything about him. He goes, I just thought this guy was here for a free ride. Every time he says that, when I watch it, I scream. Like I'm like. <laughs> And again, like I'm sure Kevin Federline is a regular mm -hmm. person. His kids think he's wonderful. He's whatever, but also he's the guy that worked with Larry Rudolph to get to yes. barter for the children and then yes. to, you know fund his life and fund yep. his children's life, yeah. whatever that yeah, looks like. I, think. I also want to <laughs> I want to clarify that I'm not a K Fed fan just because I thought he was attractive at that moment. I want to make sure everyone knows that. Like make the facts are mine. clear. <laughs> But I mean, when I saw this, I, I I might be able to post an, the original that podcast with the link. But if you guys see the nude, supposedly to be his nude, you you guys would love him too. <laughs> <laughs> it's huge cock. I'm just saying. I've never seen it. We have to agree that there's a lot of funny moments on the chaotic. Let's just yeah, obviously it was overall it was kind of bad, but there was a lot of funny moments. And one of the funniest moments for me was when. She was asking, let me ask you a question. What's your favorite sex position? Yes, I was just watching that last night. I love that. Swear to God, every single episode, Britney Spears states that she loves Brad Pitt. Like, mm -hmm. that was like the obsession. Okay. I, she's like, it's Brad motherfucking Pitt. <laughs> she's like, have you seen Fight Club? I'm like, girl, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, yes. And you can see that, I you know. I tried to go after him. Yeah. yeah, and you know, you know also, I don't want to, again, I'm not a fan of K-Fab, but I feel like, obviously, he was making her happy because she seemed happy. Everyone was like, yeah, we've never seen this girl so happy. Like, you know, like, she's making something good for her. And I totally get it. I don't know, again, because I'm a Sagittarius or what, but, you know. Um, it's because she's know. a human being and yeah. she was yeah. lonely. And yeah. because she had no coping mechanisms and she had zero control over her life. And that's it. Well, my own summary of it is just that I didn't realize until I watched it again last night how many lines from Chaotic that I still say in my everyday life. And I was like, wow. It was, um, when she does the prerogative lines, when she's like, people can take everything away from you, but they can't handle the truth. Can you handle mine? I'm like, I realize I always say that. And then the episode from the wedding when Felicia walks in and she's like, Kevin weren't there. The family weren't there. I was like, I always say that, and I almost forgot like where it originated from. Like, I just like even with my mom, like we blurt that out to each other all the time. I'm like, oh my god, that came from chaotic. <laughs> it's like she's getting married. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like that's what it's gonna be um, about chaotic. Yeah, I think I see it with a new lens every time I look at it, especially after like post conservatorship, and now that she's finally able to talk, and we're really getting into the nitty gritty of a lot of the, the things that we speculated on. And now we actually have like court documents or facts or, you know, whatever, whatever that looks like. My lens looks completely different. And I, you know, I've owned this DVD for a bazillion years and I can't tell you how many times I've watched chaotic. And that's mm -hmm. where like half of my British comes from, even the huh, cause she says huh, like 8,000 times. Yes. Like when you, but um, I have never loved him. I feel like such a man hater, but they they're all no, but people. no, but nobody loved him. Nobody not loved him. they're not all horrible people, but like I feel like the ones that have <laughs> gotten the most out of her are soul suckers and they're yeah. money suckers. Some of us just have bad taste in men, okay? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't have years of horrible men. I don't want to throw Alex under the bus, but you know, look at Alex. All her choices for men are the worst. They're garbage. I know. Garbage. So that's what I'm saying. And I said in our last episode, like, I finally have a good one. Like, I have yes, a great one now. You do. Me, I had poor taste in men. Yeah. I married a, a 
very poor example of what a man should be. And then I proceeded to go straight into another relationship with a massive narcissist um, with all of these horrible narcissistic immature behaviors. And then, you know, it took me a while, you know, dating and being by myself, yes. being comfortable with myself and going to therapy and talking about things and understanding not why easy. I felt the way that I did and whatever. And then when I was finally in a healthy mindset, I met a man who didn't check any of my boxes because it shouldn't be about boxes. It should be about experiences. And, I uh, and he's the best thing that's ever happened to me. He's uh, amazing. I, Michael, I hope you're listening to this episode. Because... Another room and he's got headphones on. He's probably shooting. No, he's better listening to this episode. He's better. Oh, I don't know if he ever will. But he's got yeah. whole bunch of oh, that's so well, Michael is I mean, awesome. We love he's Michael. We love Michael. Not, um, whatever. But anyway... And he's hot too. Like it, it does, and he is hot. He's insanely hot. But anyway, yeah. I know you're all waiting for me. Me, you're hot too, bitch. You're hot, bitch. Regular too. request, but chaotic. Yeah. If you haven't watched it, watch it. It's on YouTube. The first and the last episodes are the longest, but the middle ones are all like 20 mm -hmm. minutes. But you get this great glimpse of Brittany pre-baby coming into K-Fed, coming out of this you know interesting mm -hmm. segue, and then we know that she heads straight into blackout after this. So. If you haven't watched it by now, it's easy to find. Okay, what are your thoughts, friend? Uh, my thoughts are um, definitely seen in a different way, as you said, post-conservatorship, and um, definitely a different way. But I feel like even um, for Britney fans, especially the new ones that they don't know or about, they don't know the, exist the existence of this, you should definitely see it, because I think an overall obviously was sad to see Britney falling hard for KFAT, but also there's a good part, there's funny moments. I honestly thought the idea of the wedding, it was amazing, to be quite, quite honest. I think, unfortunately, she just you know got married for with the wrong guy, but I think the idea behind it was so cool, um, which makes one of my favorite uh, episodes, the last one. Um, but yeah, it's just sad to see now in a different eyes and how, how controlled she was, how tired she was doing this tour at Onyx Hotel and all the promotions, all of like, it's crazy. That's a bit of my takeaway. And I don't like K-Fat, I just like his dick. Anyways, um, oh, okay. So let's switch for the single someday. I will understand which was released in the last episode of Chaotic for those that don't know. Are you guys it ready? Was. And we actually get to see a little bit of the making of, of the video and like her, yeah. her explaining how and why she wrote the song and all that other stuff. Oh, so, by the way, I just wanted to say, do you ooh. know that the director of Chaotic, he's the creator of CSI Miami, CSI New York. That's cool. Iconic. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, it's a fun fact, but yeah, iconic. Anyways, so let's jump into the singles, guys. Welcome to the Britney Spears Collections. Are you ready? That's my prerogative. So someday I will understand. It was written by uh, Britney Spears. Iconic. Um, it was produced by Guy Sigworth. Sigworthy, Sigworth, I have no idea how to pronounce his last name, but he produced Every Time, uh, Out From Under, and Over To You Now, and My Baby, actually. So he produced a lot of tracks for Britney previously. It was recorded in April 2005. It was released in August 18, 2005. So it sold 700,000 copies uh, worldwide. And charts, it was not released in America. Um... It was only released in Europe, and it got top 10 in a few countries, such as Switzerland, Hungary, Greece, and Denmark. The music video, obviously, we love it because it's, you know, we showed Britney Spears being pregnant and beautiful. Um, again, not happy about the founder, but it was directed by Michael Hausman, and it really just showed, you know, this sense and emotion that Britney Spears was going through at the moment. And if I'm not mistaken, it was recorded in her home, right? It was shot in her home. Um, obviously, she never, you know, uh, performed the song, so we don't have to talk about any other performance. But you guys want to say anything about the video itself? Someday, 
I love the video. It's just, I like the simplicity of it, especially since obviously she was pregnant. The song is about being pregnant with her first son. And I just like that it's just her. I'm glad Kevin's not in there. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's simple. It's at the home. It's beautiful. And it shows like the importance of what's about to happen for her, like motherhood. Yeah, yeah, it's so unhappy. pretty. It's yeah. a pretty song. And also the fact that she wrote this song two weeks before she's, you know, finding out she was pregnant. That's wild. Yeah, that's crazy. It's beautiful. I mean, the song is is beautiful. Um, The video is gorgeous. Um, It's a way that, you know, we've never seen her. And it kind of makes me sad that it wasn't a bigger hit or Mm -hmm. it wasn't even really released or it hasn't really been recognize like we could play it for so many people and they'd never even know that it was her i mean it was number six in hungary i struggle because i feel like this is when i like i hate acknowledging that like britney was of like a pop star because her stuff is catchy, but because mm-hmm. the video is made for career. Yes. So when you're obviously filming in the, in black and white, you know, singing about being a pregnant person to your baby, like maybe it should have been attuned to a different audience or something. Yes. I'm not really sure, especially when she's you know 23 or 24, um, singing this. Um, I mean, it was very prophetic. I mean, I love that she did it, but um, also this is during the age of like the original doll yes <laughs> yes so, what what a crazy juxtaposition of what we're getting out of this like during this era we're getting you know i see it all in my baby versus you know <laughs> mona lisa <laughs> yeah. So, yeah and i also love that when you were able to buy the dvd would you know as you said there was an ep within the dvd and that we had a chaotic someday uh, we will understand Mona Lisa, and also over to and out for Brazilian Europeans and Japanese people. Not Americans. I don't know why you guys didn't have that. but Because um, we're dumb. We don't get any of the... We only get some of the good stuff. We don't get for all real. of the good stuff. But are we just not big enough fans? Of course you are. Of course you are. But I, I think know. because you guys... I think because America was easy to consume her, you know, and for other mm-hmm. countries it was hard. So they would like give away, give things away for other countries. I think, I think that's what it is. But yeah. Um, should we break the motherfucker ice? I think it's coming around to be that time. Yes, ice, ice, ice. Ice. Right. So good. Oh. I like this part. So, Matthew, obviously, I know that you've been one of our, you know, loyal listeners to the podcast. So you probably know what the break the ice moment is. Um, so the first question is, what's your favorite Britney Spears album? My favorite Britney Spears album is I go back and forth a lot. And it's, it's such a hard question. But I think in my soul, it's going to be Britney. Oh, cute. With Blackout being a very close second. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. Love that. Then this is where we have to like differentiate a little bit because people struggle, myself included. What is your favorite single and then your favorite music video? Yes. Great question. Very difficult question. And obviously, the catchy songs are good. They're fun to dance to. It's what Britney's known for. But I just really love when she takes a turn and does something ballady and different. So if I think long and hard on it, I feel like my favorite single is Don't Let Me Be The Last To Know. Oh, so cute. So much- Alice's mm-hmm. favorite. Yes. Really? It's, it's her, at least her favorite video. She's always like... That's where her heart is. About that song, I always dedicate it to the straight men that I have crushes on. Because I'm like, they're going to let me know that they like me. I'm just going to be the last to know. Raise your hand that you never had that in your life. If you're a gay man and you follow up for a straight guy. Like, anyway, that's funny. 
favorite music video is Piece of Me. That was first. That was one that was the first time we heard the that. way she took the stories about what was happening and turned it into her own art and like profited off of it. And she made the story her own. You had the pink wig, you had the tabloids. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It feels similar to the do something music video. Yeah. She's just with her girls and having fun. Yeah. And that's what finally got her her first VMA award. Yes. Which is shocking because she had many other amazing videos than Piece of Me. Do we think that that was six? Yes. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yes. 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 And okay, so obviously you've seen Britney Spears live, but what's your favorite Britney Spears tour? And which tours have you seen actually? Okay, so I've seen her. My first tour was a Dream Within a Dream tour. Mm-hmm. And then I saw her at the circus tour. In, I'm jealous. In Tampa, yes. The pussy comment. <laughs> <laughs> you too? Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, when that happened, okay, because that was what, 2009? Mm-hmm. So I was in like sixth grade and I was with my mom, of course. And when that comment happened, I like turned to my mom. I'm like, what did she say? And because the <laughs> Pussycat Dolls had opened for her, my oh, mom yeah. was like, oh, she just thanked the Pussycat Dolls for coming out tonight. I was like, oh, okay. Your mom is so quick. <laughs> Very quick. And it wasn't until years later when I like found an article and I was like, wait, I was there. Oh, wait, that it was that moment. That moment. Oh, my God. And then, so unfortunately, funny. I never went to Vegas, but I did see the Piece of Me tour in 2018. <laughs> um, probably obvious, but Dream Within a Dream. Totally. Just because it was the first, and I probably have watched that on YouTube the most times. And it was just like. Did you see what, it was in Tampa also? Yeah. Or Orlando. Tampa. Okay. Just Britney in her prime, five years old, first concert, you know. You guys have no idea. Like, sometimes people ask me, like, why did you go to the same concert of Britney, like, so many times, like, piece of me? Mm-hmm. But you guys had opportunity to go pretty much in any concert. Like, you know, regardless your financial, like, you know, you, you guys have Britney anytime. So I feel like jealous, but not in a bad way, obviously. Because I wish I, I was living here at the moment that she had all these tours. Like, I mean, Onyx Hotel is my favorite tour. I wish I had seen it. But I'm so ha- obviously happy that you guys were able to see Prime Britney. Yes. But jealous that I couldn't make Aww. it. I wasn't I was allowed to go to too. Onyx Hotel tour. Oh, yeah, because it was very sexual. Yes, yeah. my mom said no. <laughs> <laughs> my mom said no. She was right. That was the best. I know. Yes. You guys, Matthew's mom shows up to all the stuff. Wait, was she there that, that, that when I met you? Was she there? Yeah, you took a picture of all of us. You would never, and see, she doesn't, you wouldn't be like, Oh, that's someone's mom. No, she <laughs> looks like the rest of us. She really does. So it's beyond confusing. It's like, oh. So obviously you're a, um, a very active activist about the Free Britney. Uh, what, what is your opinion, overall opinion about the Free Britney? We did it. My opinion is that Britney is free and it was very long overdue. And it's important to take, like, obviously she is a pop superstar and this is who we started with and who we focused with because we love her and rightfully so she needed to be free 13 years ago, like, okay, she never needed to be in this, but it's important to take like what we learned and what we did through this movement and apply it to all the other people across the country, especially here. Like we're all living in Florida. That's like, Florida is a huge state for conservatorships and mm-hmm. abuse of conservatorships and guardianships. So we need to take that and abolish them all. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. We need to move to the other models that exist because people are not incapacitated. Mm-hmm. They can have a different model. And I will say that I, I am what, what is, what's the quote that I um, love from, from Brittany? Fuck you until the day I die. Like every. Anyone that's in a conservatorship that has enough mind to recognize that they shouldn't be in one, go ahead and get one of these t-shirts that says, fuck you until the day I die, because <laughs> right. there's no other way around it. Like, it's mm-hmm. like a stranglehold. It's so crazy. I agree with you. Someday, I will understand. 
So, Matthew, the last question. If Britney Spears would be listening to this episode and you have the opportunity to send her a message, what would you tell her? Oh, I would tell her that I love her, that she has been a light in my life since I was two years old. And it's always been her that like to gravitate towards in any moment of doubt or sadness, like her music, watching videos of her, even if it's chaotic, you know, seeing her fun, quirky self and her strength is so inspiring. So I would just tell her what a huge inspiration is and a motivator she is. And I would tell her to do whatever the fuck she wants now. Like, if she wants to make music, great. If she wants to release a book, awesome. I hope she able. I hope she's able to tell every single word of her truth that she wants to. I hope she keeps twirling around in her living room because that makes her heart happy. And just be your authentic self because she's helped so many people like myself like find our authentic selves and have that courage to be open and honest about who we are. Like, I wouldn't... I feel like she has a big part of who I am and how I became me is through Britney Spears in a lot of ways. So I would just tell her that. That is so sweet. I know. I feel like I'm going to cry now. She modeled the uh, Yeah, she really did. Uh, I love that. Well, I guess well, everybody's got an opinion about you anyway. Like, you may as well just do what you want because exactly. fuck them if you do and fuck them if you don't. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, that's so cute, Matthew. Oh, my God. Anyways, well, I want to say thank you so much for being part of, you know, as I said before, being a loyal listener, being part of now an episode and also a friend. So thank you so much for being here. I really, I really, really, really enjoyed the episode with you. Absolutely. Me too. I want you to come back and then we can, maybe we need to have like a trifecta of, um, chaotic stuff because oh, there's yeah. so yes. much going on you guys anyways thank you so much for everyone that's been listening to now I know it's been a longer and normal episode but also if you want to say anything Matthew before we wrap this up just thank you so much for having me on it's been so much fun and for everyone listening just be yourself mm-hmm. and fuck everyone's opinions it doesn't matter yes <laughs> girl yes Fuck normal, I want magic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> As if we always say, you know, this is not Claire's podcast. This is not Felipe's podcast. This is everyone's podcast. So thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you guys leave a review if you can. I'll send my nudes, promise. And <laughs> follow all of us on Instagram. Uh, we're going to post all of our handles there. And what else, Claire? I don't know. I have nothing to offer after you... you- <laughs> offer nudes like what do i have to possibly give anybody claire you ever you already seen it all of them (laughs) anyways have a good night guys thank you so much we love you guys thank you for listening we'll talk with you guys soon bye 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 it's getting chaotic in here (laughs) baby what you see is what you get Hi, what's up? This is Britt, and I'm not in right now, so do your thing. Beep! <laughs> I'm just kidding.